For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com. Welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Today's guest is a returning guest, a veteran. Her name is Rebecca Tracy. We consider her one of our friends, and she is the founder of The Uncaged Life. Uncaged Life is where she works with coaches and other online business owners to get clear on their brand message, create packages that sell, and help them get and keep clients. And in her words, all while working from home with no pants on, living the dream. And speaking of living the dream, we originally discovered Rebecca because we watched her live the dream, working out of her camper van, traveling with her then partner, Henry, who's now her husband, and doing all these incredible, amazing outdoor things, all while being an entrepreneur. I remembered so many times Jenny's like, look what Becca Tracy's doing now. So we have connected with her and brought her back to the podcast for a second time. She talks about her business structure, going from a completely launch model twice a year living in Toronto to moving to Squamish and transitioning to Evergreen model. Lots of good stuff for those online entrepreneurs out there. Enjoy the wonderful and amazing Becca Tracy. Okay, well, welcome Becca to the podcast. We're happy to have you back and joining us again. Thank you. It's so nice to see you both again. There has been so much that has changed since we last spoke with you. I don't even know. That was like over well over a year ago. Oh, yeah. So let's catch up with Becca Tracy. What is going on? Let's just for those of you, for those of the listeners who don't know you didn't catch that first episode. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, I'm Rebecca Tracy. Hi, my business is called The Uncaged Life. I work with coaches and kind of new solopreneurs in the first few months of their business. I used to say the first year, but it's really like right at the very beginning, baby stages of business, helping them figure out the foundation. So things like niching, messaging, creating their packages and programs, and just really understanding how to get paid for the thing that they do. It's my 10-year anniversary in business this month. That's huge. I know. It's really huge. actually crazy to think about. You are also Canadian. You lived in yes. Toronto. And I think what we want to explore with you today is how your business has 
change? Like, cause we've been watching, I think this came out in the first episode. We've watched you for years and Jenny's <laughs> like, I want to live like Rebecca Tracy does. I want Becca Tracy. Did you see she's hiking with her dog on a Monday? I want that life. Like we, you were always like what we aspired. And I've copied to. you. Like I've actually, yeah, I was like, you're doing it now. Look at you uncaging yourself. Yes. I started my business living in a camper van cruising around the state. So look at you go. I'm so jealous of you right now. <laughs> and so for those of you who don't know, Jenny is actually traveling around, traveling across the U S in Airstream. So she's like recording this from the front seat of her truck, right? Yes. I'm just outside the Grand Canyon right now in Northern mm-hmm. Arizona. So good times. I love it. Awesome. Thank uh, you Becca for the inspiration and teaching oh people that this is possible. I feel like you're one of the OG like digital nomads. In <laughs> yeah. So yes, I guess so. Now I'm all like, I own a house. I live in one place, but still have the spirit of the, yeah, the digital nomad. <laughs> so Becca, do you want to share with us what your business was like and why, while you were in Toronto? Yeah. So my, so for the last, I mean, I was in Toronto for 10 years and I started my business there. So it definitely, definitely had many iterations, but I'd say the last five years have been pretty consistent where I was selling one main program and I was doing two big program launches a year. So, you know, the whole launch model, my launches were still pretty simple, but they were, you know, big launches where I'd bring in most of my revenue, at least over 50% of my revenue twice a year and then in between, actually for a while, I did nothing in between until I actually joined Mariah Causes program where I met you guys. And that's where we met, right? You knew me before that. I don't know if I knew you. You, you didn't know us. You didn't know what was coming. <laughs> and then I started, I turned the program into an evergreen program that I could sell in between, but I was still very heavily relying on these two big launches. And I loved it. I know people hate on launches all the time and I loved it because it let me really work in a way that I liked, which was all in. I'm either all in or all out with pretty much everything in my life. So I do like come in, do this whole launch, run the program. And then I would like peace out and just go travel for a few months, take my dog, take my boyfriend, get in my van. And we would just go rock climbing around, around the States, spent lots of time in Arizona. And then I'd come back and I'd launch again. And you, were, you would do live launch, like you would like live launches, launch, yeah. run the program live. It would end. So you literally were not working in between. Yeah, I was for a while, I wasn't doing a lot in between. And then we started the Evergreen. And so there was some, you know, upkeep that needed to happen. But yeah, I was not doing, I was not working with any clients, any students, wasn't teaching at all. It was more just, you know, the behind the scenes work, which was still minimal. (laughs) Yeah, I love that model. It really, it served me well for a long time. And then, (laughs) and then, and then this last launch happened. Yeah, I launched all through the pandemic. It was great. You know, people were saying their launches were tanking and mine were fine. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing this. But this year, so then I moved to BC, actually. So now I live out in British Columbia. I'm in the mountains in Squamish. It's incredible. I love it. And I just don't have, I I haven't felt as much need to travel also, that's been compounded by COVID, right? So there's been no, no ability to travel, which is maybe what's has me feeling more homey because I've been forced to be at home. But yeah, so I've been not traveling as much, working more because I've just been at home more. And then this last launch was a bit of a whirlwind. My beloved rhubarb died, my dog, Mm, which is very, very, very hard for me. And right after that, I went into launch and it just, there just seemed like there was a lot going on. There's some stuff and you got married happening and I got married. Yes. I got married because my dog was dying and we really wanted her to be at the wedding. So I got married very last minute. It was like a four hour wedding. If anyone can plan a wedding in four hours, I swear it's me. And I did. And the launch was okay. It was fine. We got, you know, we didn't hit our goals, but it just was like, I was just exhausted. And mm-hmm. there's been possible talk of maybe having a baby next year. <laughs> and so just all of that got me thinking like, okay, I see why people leave this model. I get 
the burnout from it. I've loved it and I haven't, launches are tiring. And after them, I'm always like, whoo, but I, you know, they've energized me too. And this one was a bit different. This one, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to be done with this. Like this is, isn't sustainable. Like what if another big life event happens and I couldn't do the launch? You know, what if it was like a family member that died and not my dog, you know, I was able to pull through and launch after rhubarb's death. But what if it was a family member? What if something happened? And then I'm, you know, that's a, it's a huge chunk of income in one go. And that's scary. And yeah, so we just made the decision to switch things up and change into more of an evergreen model. We already have the evergreen, but now offering support throughout the year. So that's a huge shift. I never thought I would, you know, I know that that's a model a lot of people go to. And I was like, it's not for me. I don't want to do even one coaching call a month. I was like, I don't want to do that. Too much, <laughs> too much commitment. That's too much work. <laughs> too much commitment. But yeah, I'm definitely seeing it differently now. And I'm excited for the new model. And I think it's going to be better for our students, to be honest. I think just having that longer term support Mm-hmm. It'll be really good for them. So yeah, big changes. So how are you handling like the, you ran the, well, you already had Evergreen, but most of it, you were like running the program live. So how is it switching as far as program delivery? Like, are you changing anything about that? Like the duration of the program? Yeah, I am. I just hired a, an instructional design expert to come through and go through the program again and just help me sort of revamp it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What is this? Yeah. What is this person? What is so this person? this person is someone who specializes in like course design, like curriculum design, instructional design. I've hired this, these people before, not her specifically, but I've hired two different course design experts to actually come through and just kind of review my course and just help give me tips to make it better. But now I want to do not a full revamp, but I just know that there's, there's some gaps in the learning. There's places people get stuck. And when I'm live, I can coach them through it. But when it's going to be this ongoing enrollment thing, it's, it's just going to shift like the support a little bit. So yeah. So she's going to help me go through the whole course. She actually so cool. She actually creates people's courses. So if I didn't have a course, I could sit down and just dump all my ideas and she would courseify it. And I'm like, that is crazy. How do you do that? Don't you have to know the curriculum? And she's like, nope, I just have to talk to you enough. So, and she, you know, she's in, she's in business too. So she knows the gist of what I'm teaching business foundation stuff. So that'll be helpful. So yeah, I'm very excited. We're going to get started with that soon. So she's going to do a full review and then dive in. And she also comes at it with inclusion and equity lens. So she's really looking at like, how is this actually working in different ways for different people? And so that's, I think that's going to be important too, because that's not something that I haven't had that lens on my course yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So So we're doing that. So the curriculum will change right now. It's five weeks. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if we're going to drip it out or if they're going to get it all at once. These are all the many decisions that need to be made in the next few months. But the the coaching side. Yeah. The coaching side will be different because right now when I do it live, it's five weeks all in. I'm coaching every week. I'm looking at their homework in the group every single day. It's full on. So now it's going to be a year of support certainly not as intensive, but longer term. So another thing that I'm trying to figure out is what the coaching calls will look like, what type of support coaches I'll need, how I can still give them feedback in a way that helps them, but is sustainable like for me and the team to run and keeping the price point at something that feels doable for like the newbies that I work with. Cause I'm not ready to make this like a $10,000 a year long program. Like it's just not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have signed up for that when I was new to business. It just, it wasn't where I was at. And so I, yeah, trying to balance like the price point and what they get and the value and the results. And you know, you guys know how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're just at the beginning of trying to figure out what this new version is going to look like. And do you have coaches now that work with you? I have one mindset coach who teaches oh, with right. me in the program. 
And then, and she's like pretty equal in coaching in the program now. And then we have program coaches, peer mentors, they call them in the live program who go in and they do like two hours a week of just going in and commenting and giving light, like very light feedback. And then for the self-study, there's nothing. So on the evergreen right now, it's like, they just get the content and they roll with it. So we're kind of, yeah, we're trying to figure out what the mix of that will be and who we need to bring in to support. So Becca, we have used an ongoing coaching model, like here on coaching model yeah. in our inner circle for three years now, maybe four years, Sandy. I don't even know, like a long time. And I, yeah. it's actually like super liberating in lots of ways because people learn what to expect. And I think they know that even whatever is going on in their life, like if they're having a baby or someone passes away or whatever disrupts their business, they can come back into this rhythm and a year is really a nice container. Yeah. So I think it's actually a super smart idea. I wanted to ask you about like the marketing side of your business, because like part of what we talk about a lot on this show, and we're going to increasingly be talking about in our podcasting and and in our work is marketing, because it's where a lot of folks in the mm-hmm. wellness space, you know, which I think I know you also work in that space. Like a lot of folks get hung up on marketing. And I'm just wondering, like, how do you balance like a really active marketing strategy with this kind of uncaged life mentality? <laughs> like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love to say when I was like, especially in the early years that I had a strategy, but really it was a lot of it was organic. I didn't, when I was newer, I didn't have money for Facebook ads. I didn't know how to run Facebook ads. So it was all organic. And a lot of it was like, a lot of my early business was built just like building connections. Like I was in some paid programs and I was meeting people in those groups and I was, you know, and that's why I, that's why I run a group program now. Cause I just know the power of what happens in those communities. And like, I took courses that I hated and I got nothing out of the content, but the people I met were worth the weight in gold of the course. Right. And so a lot of like referral based stuff and just a lot of organic, like I did a lot of blogging when I was new to my business. I interviewed other people on my blog so they could share it. I pitched myself for a lot of like guest guest posting was a big thing when I started. So guest posts and you know, now it's podcasts. And I still do a lot of that stuff. And so a lot of my business outside of now we run paid ads. And so I'll talk about that in a second, but a lot of the organic side is still just having done that stuff through the years. And so, you know, somebody will come to me and they're like, oh, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast. I'm like, who? That was like, I did that six years ago. You know, I don't, it was so long ago, but that stuff stays out in the internet and it keeps, and it keeps growing for you. So I still do a lot of that organic stuff and we're trying to get back to more of it now, but now we do run Facebook ads. And so we have relied quite heavily on ads for the last couple of years. And to be honest, it's scary. It's, ads of, do you guys run Facebook ads? You must. They're, how are they doing these days? Because <laughs> they're, they're, they're definitely different than they used to be. Let's just say that for us, at least like the return hasn't been as much the, all the changes to iOS, like everything just, you know, will tank for a few weeks. And we're like, what just happened here? And the, the data is not there to see what's happening. So it's been scary to think of like all the eggs in that basket. And so we are, we're still going to run ads, but we're just being more conscious about getting back to more of the organic marketing for sure. Yeah. That's super helpful to hear. Yeah. It's the same with us. Like it's a total roller coaster. Like some stuff is working still, but it is way more expensive. And you have to have the money to play with it. Right. Like we're we're both both at the stage of business where, yeah, where we have money to dump into it and know that like, it's, it'll probably come out of the end, but it's a gamble. But for many people, you know, like I look at our daily ad spend and I'm like, I actually don't want to see how much we're spending a day. Like, just don't tell me because that's terrifying. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you run your own ads or do you have an agency you work with? No, yeah, we have an agency that we work with. We've had a couple over the years. 
we thought about bringing them in-house and training someone and having someone on the team do it. But then the agency we work with just knows, they know the coaching industry so well. They do ads for some pretty big life coaching schools and other people running similar programs to me. So I'm just like, I don't know, just, I just don't know if we can compete with someone who's just got so much knowledge of what else is happening in that space. So we have stuck with using an agency for now. Yeah. What do you guys do? We have a team member, Okay, but we have worked with agencies in the past as well. So it's, and we, we play, we still play around with that a little bit. Like we are okay with like multiple people running ads for us at the same time and seeing like maybe something that one person doesn't mm-hmm. know about that other person does know about. Would That's work. a smart strategy. It's like super experimental. I would say like we had for a couple of years, like some solid funnels that just worked for years at a time. And I would say that's what doesn't work anymore. Like now it's kind of like lots of tweaks, lots of changes, lots of tests. Yeah. Yeah. We're um, finding the same thing. Things that were, things that were crushing it, you know, early 2020 just tanked and never went back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All the more reason to get back to like evergreen or not. Yeah. Evergreen content and like organic content and just building, you know, like rebuilding relationships and all of that stuff, because it's just, it's scary. It's too scary. I feel, I don't know how people build whole businesses based on Facebook ads, right? That to me is terrifying. People who run courses on Facebook ads, it's changing so much. Oh my gosh. I just can't imagine having to update your content as often as this and be so reliant on them. Yeah. Yeah. We have a little mini Facebook ads course and it's like a day later, it's out of date, like oh the, the whatever's changed, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know too. I mean, we know lots of common friends that run businesses like that. And I yeah. just like, Oh my God, it's like the worst business to me to be in. That you're I know. always behind. Yeah. But, yep. Okay. So what is 2022 going to look like for Becca? Great question. <laughs> a lot of that depends on whether a baby is cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very new thing that we've just, I'm just wrapping. I'm trying to say it out loud because I'm I just love that you're announcing on a podcast. <laughs> just wrapping my brain around like, Oh, right. This is okay. Are we going to, am I going to do this? Is I've never wanted, ever wanted kids ever. And then my dog died and I was like, Oh, maybe this, this is what okay. it feels like. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's very new. So yeah, if there's a baby, things are going to look very different than if there's not, <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping that we'll have our new evergreen up and rolling like by March and that that'll be doing its thing. I'm sure it'll be lots of growing pains and actually running it. And oh gosh, I have so many questions for you guys about it. <laughs> I have to hire you as, hire you as my coach for a little bit to just <laughs> dig into all those questions, but yeah, I'm hoping it'll be up and running and going smoothly. And yeah, I'm thinking the marketing for it's going to be very similar to what we're doing now. So I'm hoping it's just a shift in the course content and the delivery and that like the marketing can keep rolling. And yeah, I'll be curious to see for me how much work it is. Like if it feels more spacious of like, oh, I, you know, it's not this all in launch energy. And if it still lets me be uncaged, I don't know, it's all up in the air, but I'm sure that if a baby's coming, some of those decisions would be made much more quickly (laughs) of how it's going to look and me forcing myself to take myself out of the business. That's been something I've been really working on is just letting my team take over and not getting my hands meddled in things that they shouldn't be in, which I'm very good at doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's always a learning. What, tell us a little bit about, we obviously follow you on Instagram and it's, if the listeners aren't, they should, because I love watching the way that you live your life. And can you just give us a a few minutes on the whole solo trip that you did? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just writing about it now because I came Mm -hmm. back and the whole, all the, all the stuff with my dog happened. Yeah. I went off to the Sunshine Coast, which is kind of a 
piece of the mainland here in BC. I never know how to describe the Sunshine Coast. It's not an island, but it's over there. You can't get to it without a ferry. You can't get to it without a couple of ferries. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a Sunshine Coast trail that goes kind of from top to bottom of the whole Sunshine Coast. It's about 180 kilometers. What that is in miles, no clue. And yeah, I did. I'd always wanted to go and do sort of a bit of a longer-ish hike solo. I've, I've had dreams of doing long hikes solo, like six months, like Pacific Crest Trail or even the Colorado Trail, which is maybe two months. So the Arizona Trail is on my list. So I've always had dreams of doing that, but I hadn't done anything over than just longer than a couple of days. So I was like, well, this will be a good, it, it was going to take me 10 days to do it. So I thought that was a good intro. So yeah, I packed up all my stuff and took off and uh, no dogs with me, which usually I would have my dogs. And so this was a much different experience being just by myself. And yeah, I did it. Did it in seven days instead of 10. Sort of hated it. <laughs> Most of the time I was swearing and going, why did, why am I doing this? Like, what is the point of this? My dogs are not here. My family is not here. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> Had a lot of ups and down, a lot of up and down moments. But yeah, I finished it. Proud of myself for finishing it. And yeah, now I'm just finally, finally updating Instagram with some stories from that trip. <laughs> I love, I just love watching it. Go ahead, Jenny. I was going to say for the Americans who don't think in kilometers, it's 111 miles. 111 miles. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I follow a lot of like through hikers who hike, you know, the PCT and the Appalachian Trail. And this is nothing for, for them. They're doing like 30 miles a day, hiking 30 miles a day. But then there's the, the average person who would never go off and do this on their own. So it's been fun to just sort of see how I fit in that spectrum and like how I feel about it. I think there's a lot of like, when I was hiking, at least, and I was like getting tired after like a long day, I was like, oh, this is not even close to what I'm going to have to hike if I do one of these long distance trips. Like, how am I ever going to do that? So yeah, just a lot of, you have a lot of time for many, many thoughts to go through your head about how good you are compared to the other people and what the point of this is. And yeah, a lot of good self-reflection time. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I love it. Jenny, do you want to do join hustle? Yeah, I have one more question. Oh, Becca. I'm so sorry. Just, I'm terrified of being alone in the woods by myself at night. Like, do you just not have that fear? No, I definitely have that fear. I definitely have that fear. And I started doing solo backpacking trips in 2016. 2016 was like the year I started doing all the things that I'd never done, but wanted to do. So, so 2016, I went off and I did my first, I'd never even done an overnight backpacking trip before at all, but I went off and I did a three day solo trip and I was absolutely terrified. I brought a bottle of whiskey and I drank it all the first night. And I had a great time because I Let's, I got drunk and I had a hot fire and I had music playing. So I wasn't scared then, but yeah, I do get very nervous. I have to just like not think about it too much. Cause there was definitely times on this trip where I was like in the woods and I passed a bunch of ATVers earlier. And then I got to the hut and I was like, they obviously know I'm here and I'm the only one here. And I've seen no, I've, there was stretches where I saw nobody for days on this hike. Um, you know, except for that one group of like men in the woods. And so I start to get into my head of like, Oh my God, are they going to come at night. And is it, you know, I mean, yeah, so I do get scared. I get scared of animals. I get scared of bears. I get scared of all of it. I get scared of like supernatural, supernatural things, the whole, everything goes through my head, but yeah, that's part of why I do it. I think to just force myself to like get more comfortable with those scenarios. And I'm still not like, I still get nervous most nights, I would say. Yeah. Hasn't totally gone away from me yet. (laughs) I'm so impressed. Like, honestly, that is to me, I'm more afraid of that than anything. And I've I've also done some solo stuff and when I was much younger and I like it, it just reinforced all of my fears. And so like so I'm just so impressed. And I think, you know, this has so many great implications for business too, for our yeah. listeners. Like there's so many things that are going to be uncomfortable when you're starting a business or growing a business. Like there's just and it doesn't mean don't do it. And I think that that's such a you're just such a great example of like, yeah, you know, 
feel your fear and do it anyway. I've like tried really hard this. And then if you follow my Instagram, you'll see that last, last winter, I did a whole 90 days of cold dipping through the winter. So every single day I went to a body of water and I'm lucky to be surrounded by a lot of them and like did the whole Wim Hof, like cold dip thing. That was another whole fascinating experiment. But I think I'm just the type of person who I'm like, I don't want to be someone who's like, I could never do that. Like, there's a lot of things I still say I can never do, but I'm kind of just like chipping away at them being like, well, what if I could do that? You know, what if I think I'm like, I want to be, I want to be the kind of person who can do that actually is what it is for the hiking and for the cold dips and in my business too. Like we're growing, we're like just shy. We're not at the million dollar mark, but my motivation for that is like, I just want to be the kind of person who's like, I built my business to a million dollars. That's fucking cool for no other reason than just to see if I can do it. Yeah. So it's definitely helped in business. And I think it's, yeah, you should do another solo trip. (laughs) Get out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, no, I'm good. I will someday. No, you know, I'll say, I will say I'm, I get more scared sleeping in my van at night. Like if I'm ever on a, on a road trip in my van and I'm just parked up, you know how you just park up wherever I'm more scared sleeping in my van. Cause I'm near people than I am when I'm in the woods for yeah. sure. Yeah, totally. I'm totally afraid of the people. Like I don't, I maybe have irrationally no fear of the animals, but like <laughs> maybe cougars just a little, but like, I'm not really that I'm it's all people. It's the people. So my yeah. Is all men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's, totally. but so it's so good to hear that and see examples of it. Cause there's just not a lot of examples of it. So thank you for, yeah. for sharing that and being public about it for people. Okay. So let's go ahead and move into join hustle. So Becca, at the end of every episode, we ask our guests to share something that's bringing you joy right now in your life. And then a tool that can help our listeners hustle in their business or career. Yes. Okay. So my, my joy, don't tell my, don't tell my husband, my husband, I keep calling him my boyfriend. And he's like, I'm your husband now. I'm like, Oh yeah. So our dog that just died rhubarb was a cattle dog. She was kind of a mix of like the blue and red healer. And I've just been going down the rabbit hole of cattle dog hashtag on Instagram. And like my whole feed is healer puppies. And I don't, can't even tell you how many times a day I open it and I just scroll through the puppies. And so I've like now trained the algorithm to just show me healer puppies, which is the greatest thing you can do for yourself. I think on Instagram, it's like train that algorithm to show you what you want to see. That's going to bring you joy. Oh my gosh. I'm not allowed to get another dog yet. That's a really good joy. Yeah. Not allowed to get another dog yet. Henry says. So I'm just like, every once in a while I send him one. I'm like, look at this one. This one's up for adoption. What do you think? (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) And your hustle? Hustle. So I've been listening to, I think this counts as a hustle. I've been listening to a lot of Denise Duffield Thomas's podcast. Mm. I love her. She's the anti-hustle. Like she just has built this multi-million dollar business with the most chill vibes ever. And her podcast is, it's, it's about business. Have you guys listened to it? It's like mm-hmm. short 20 minute episodes. She just batch records them all at the beginning of the year. It's just her. And it's sort of for newer businesses-ish, but I get so much out of it. Cause I just like, when I start to get my business is starting to feel complicated or I'm starting to go down a path that like, I don't want to go because all the other coaches are telling me it has to be like that. I just go and listen to Denise and I'm like, oh yeah, chillpreneur. Like I can grow this and still keep it chill and do it my way. And she's just such a good example of that. I love her. That's yeah. I haven't listened to her pod. She was on our podcast a while ago and I haven't listened to her for a while, but you reminded me when before we were recording, you were like, Sandy, did you buy a farm? Cause like are all the people <laughs> buying farms, like Denise Duffel Thomas bought that Rose farm that she got a Rose farm. On podcast, yeah. You know? And it's just, she is amazing for that. It's like the energy that she works at is just, it's just chill. Like she yeah. says, yeah, yeah. It's like chill hustle, which I'm just so, so into. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
Amazing. Well, thank you, Becca, for spending the time with us. Nice to catch up and see your face and talk to you and yeah, be on nice Instagram. Too. And where can people find more about your work? The website, The Uncaged Life is all there. We have a free Facebook group that's 15,000 strong, I think now of all types of, well, it's mostly so, mostly like solopreneur service businesses, but all levels of business over there. And yeah, if you want to scope out my cold dipping adventures, which I think mm-hmm. is going to start happening again, now that it's like getting to be winter here, my personal Instagram is Rebecca Tracy. And then our business one is The Uncaged Life. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much. You, so fun seeing you. Hey, before you go, if you enjoy listening to our podcast and you know that your future involves teaching or coaching online, check out our Inner Circle experience. It's where we take these concepts, women in business, money, online business strategy, mindset, feminism, and help our clients take their expertise and transition it to an online offering. It's a one-year program with high-touch strategy and mindset coaching, online business courses, and the best community on the internet. To apply, head over to theinnercircle.works, fill out our short two-minute application, and if we believe you're a great fit, you'll receive access to a private advanced training on creating a profitable online business and all the program details. Go to theinnercircle.works to learn more.